0: hello and thanks for tuning in to hand to hand in the trenches a missionary story podcast i'm caleb hickam
1: and i'm kimberly Croker.
0: And we are your hosts for this episode of Hand to Hand.
1: Hand to Hand is a ministry outreach of Charity Baptist Tabernacle in Amarillo, Texas.
0: And Hand to Hand is a missionary story podcast that tells the true stories of Christians around the world who have hazarded their lives for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Hello there. Thanks for listening. Uh, Kim, we had a really good time uh, with the story of Baxter McClendon over I the last did. few weeks. I did too. I, I was really that good. Story. That was really good. I had somebody told me, you know, that they uh, had learned a lot about other people that were involved in that story, like uh, Jay Frank Norris and even Bud Robinson, uh, Louis Ensminger, those type of guys, but had never heard of Baxter McClendon before, so... That was a cool uh, cool response there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was really cool that, you know, I really didn't know anything about him until we started working on this podcast. Right. That podcast.
0: But that was then, and this is now.
1: And this is now.
0: And today we're starting a new story on the podcast.
1: Yes, we are. Do you want to tell everyone who we're going to be talking about for the next two weeks?
0: Yeah. So uh, we're going to be telling the story of Billy and Janet Eubanks as documented in the book, 13 Minutes Over the Vatican.
1: Which, by the way, that book is available online from the Bible Baptist Bookstore.
0: Right, yes, and, and we'll be mentioning that again uh, during the bonus episode when we always do a, a book uh, recommendation. But in the meantime, um, Kim, we need to, uh, to tell everybody that this story is a very unique story for several reasons that is it's unique to us
1: yes it is very different than most of what we've done
0: right so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what makes this story different from most of what we do
1: well for the majority of our audience i would say probably the first thing that makes this story very unique is the fact that it didn't take place that very long ago
0: right uh... while we're going to start the background for the story in the year 1951. The main event of this story, the main thing that we're going to talk about, only took place back in 1991. Exactly. I was alive. Me too. I know. So uh, what else What else do we need to talk about to let folks know about this story?
1: Well, I'll say this. Unlike Baxter McLennan, This story I know a lot about because you and I happen to know Brother Billy and Miss Janet Eubanks personally.
0: Yes, that's true. And we've known them since we were kids. Yeah. And uh, you actually talked to Brother Billy Eubanks on the phone in preparation for this story. Is that right?
1: Yes, it is. And in the spirit of full disclosure... Brother Billy wanted us to stress in this story that even though at times it might seem as if he was brave in some of his exploits, specifically the flight over the Vatican, he wants everyone to know that he is not brave. And he readily tells people often that he's a coward.
0: Yeah, I've heard him say that many times. So uh, all those are things that will be part of the story they'll be coming up but let's talk about them as we come to them
1: so our story will start in Modesto California in July of 1951 when Billy Eubanks was very young ten years old actually
0: now Billy's mom and dad were divorced and Billy would spend the summers with his dad
1: Billy and his dad were driving near the Sierra Mountains in California when his dad pulled over at a road with a gate and a sign over it. There were two men in a pickup truck parked by the gate, and Billy's dad got out and started talking to them.
2: Billy, wait in the truck while I go talk to these men.
3: Okay, Dad.
0: Billy could only make out bits and pieces of the conversation, but it went something like this.
2: Yeah, sure. The boy will be fine. Go ahead and leave him here with us. Thanks. I need to get over to Sacramento. Sure, sure. The boy will have a good time here. We have a lot of recreation. He'll have fun. Okay, I'll get him. Bill, they got some kind of summer camp here. The man says they got swimming pool, rafting, basketball, campfires, you know, just a lot of stuff. The camp is a week long, if you want. You can stay here for the week because I have some business over in Sacramento to take care of. When I get done, though, I'll come back and get you. What do you say? You want to stay here?
4: Yeah, Dad. I really like that.
2: All right, good. Let's get your things out of the back of the truck.
0: So, Billy went with the men up to the camp.
1: And he loved it. He especially loved swinging on the knotted rope out over the lake and then jumping in. Wee.
0: And at night, they would roast marshmallows over the fire and sing campfire songs. It was a Christian camp, and on the last night, one of the men took Billy up on a hillside, under the stars, and told him a very special story.
2: You know, Billy, there's a story in the Bible about Jesus. The Bible says he was God and he became a man. He was born as a baby in a manger. We celebrate his birth at Christmas time. Oh yeah? The Bible tells how he grew up and he went all around doing good. And because he was God, he could do miracles. He healed sick people and even raised the dead. But then the Bible says that even though he never did anything bad, he died a terrible death. The Bible says that the Roman soldiers beat him then put nails in his hands and his feet, and nailed him to a cross. The Bible says he died a most terrible, excruciating death. Then they buried him. But three days later, he rose from the dead. He came back to life, and the Bible says that he conquered death and hell. If anybody will only put their trust in what he did, in his death, his burial, and his resurrection, then he will wash away all their sins, and they will be able to go to heaven. Billy? Would you like to ask Jesus to wash away your sin?
1: Billy would struggle with his eternal security for many more years. But if you asked him today, he would tell you that he is sure that that night was the night that he was born again.
0: Well, time went on and Billy grew up out of church, so he ended up getting into trouble. By 1967, He was serving an 18-month prison term after being arrested on drug charges.
1: One day, as he was doing his work in the prison laundry, he saw a little comic book sitting on a bench.
3: What is this?
1: Billy picked it up and read the title.
0: This was your life. It was a chick track gospel track. He read the whole thing and then carefully put it back just like it was before.
1: That track didn't get Billy right with God, but it is significant because it was the first encounter he had ever had with a gospel track.
0: And gospel tracks will be a huge part of this story.
1: After Billy got out of prison, he got a job as a poker dealer at a casino in Reno, Nevada. He had learned to play poker from his uncle and he was very good. In fact, so good that he became a pit boss and he was making money like crazy.
0: Sometimes, when Billy would get bored with whatever was on TV, he would change the channel and listen to different television preachers and he even watched the four-part TV segment about the life of Jesus Christ, which was entitled Jesus of Nazareth.
1: As Billy watched the last segment of Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry. He watched as the show portrayed Jesus' betrayal, his trial, and the death on the cross. It was about 10 p.m. April 8th, 1979. Billy was 38 years old. That night, he got right with the Lord and made sure of his salvation.
3: Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. Amen.
0: Now, when Billy started getting right with the Lord, he quit his job in the casino and moved to Florida to join a King James Bible-believing church, which was pastored by Dr. Peter Ruckman.
1: It was around this time that he met and married Miss Janet. I do. I do. Billy got a job as a carpenter's helper, which was quite a change of pace from doing cards in a casino.
0: No doubt. So... One day, when Billy got home from work, he was tired and sore, and he sat down on the couch.
3: Oh, Janet, I am so sore. I need some Excedrin.
4: Okay, here you are. How many? Two. Here you go. And here's some water, too.
3: Oh, thanks.
4: Here, let me rub your back.
3: Oh, thanks, sweetie. You're the best. Mm. Mm. What's that book you've been reading?
4: Oh, that? It's called Missiles Over Cuba. It's the story of Tom White.
3: Missiles Over Cuba?
4: Is it a war story? No, Bill. It's about a preacher named Tom White who would fly over Cuba in a small airplane and drop gospel tracks. Really? Yes, because the communists won't let missionaries into Cuba.
3: Wow, that is a really cool idea. You know, I always dreamed about learning to fly. I never have tried to do it, though.
4: What happened to Tom White? Well, the book says that in May of 1979, the same year you got saved, their plane ran into a sudden storm, you know, high winds and lightning and they were forced to make an emergency landing in Cuba.
3: Oh no!
4: How did he get away? He didn't. He and the pilot were arrested by the Communists and given 24-year prison sentences. He was finally released thanks to political pressure from President Reagan and thousands of letters written by Christians around the world.
3: I bet the prayers of the Christians was the real reason.
4: I'm sure of it.
3: Janet, I want to read that book. Let me see it for a while.
4: Go right ahead. I'm going to bed. Good night.
3: Good night,
0: sweetie. Billy read the whole book that night in one sitting.
1: He was completely fascinated by the idea of dropping tracks over a forbidden country from an airplane.
0: Plus... He had always fantasized about becoming a pilot.
1: Now, another thing we need to say at this point in the spirit of honesty is that at this point in the story, Billy was still having a hard time trying to quit smoking and would even still backslide on occasion and use drugs.
0: Now, as he read the book, It occurred to him how close Brother Tom had come to dying for the Lord.
3: I wish I could die for Christ. I can't even quit smoking these lousy cigarettes.
4: I'm
3: a terrible Christian. Wish I could die for Jesus. Then I would still get a reward from God, even if I can't quit smoking.
0: The next day... As Billy was handing a piece of lumber up to the carpenter on the second floor, he suddenly had a very strange idea
3: go through his head. Hmm. Hey, if Brother White could drop tracks on Havana and Cuba, why couldn't I learn how to fly and drop tracks on the Vatican in Rome, Italy? Billy, hurry up to that lumber. I'm oh, sorry, sir. Here you go, sir. Hmm. Well, I I have read two war stories about how a lot of countries drop literature on enemy cities many times to try to get them to surrender and things like that. The pastor says we're in a spiritual war. I know the Vatican is Satan's headquarters. Billy, nails. Yes, sir. You know, maybe I could. Maybe I could drop gospel tracts on the Vatican City in
0: Rome. Billy had always had what most Christians would call foolish, even childish thoughts about how he might be able to die for the Lord.
1: He was always so ashamed of himself because he couldn't stop smoking and even his occasional use of drugs that he often thought...
3: I know I can't live for Jesus. I wish I could just die for him.
1: As a matter of fact, one time, when he was helping out a youth camp, as he was rowing a canoe of little girls across the lake, he even imagined what would happen if one of those little girls fell into the lake.
3: If one of these little girls were to fall in, I could jump in and save her. Then because I can't swim, I would drown, but I would be a hero, and I could die doing something for God.
0: Of course, none of those little girls fell in, and Billy had to keep on with his daily fight against that old enemy, which was his flesh.
1: Two weeks after Billy had read the book and gotten that crazy idea of track-bombing the Vatican, his wife Janet got a letter.
4: Open it, honey. See who it's from. Well, what does it say? Do you remember I told you I used to work as a helper at a rescue mission for homeless in Long Beach, California? Yeah? It's from the pastor. He heard we got married. He wants us to move to California, and he wants you to take a job as chaplain of the rescue mission and for me to work in the office.
0: It didn't take Billy very long to decide, even though Janet didn't know what his motivation was yet.
3: This is it. I'll go out there, I'll get to preach at the mission, and I'll work and learn to fly a plane. And God willing, one day, I will track-bomb the Vatican.
1: So, they loaded up and moved to California.
0: They were both busy working in the rescue mission, and, remember we said that gospel tracks would become a great part of this story, they would spend every morning passing out gospel tracks in the neighborhood.
1: Billy started taking flight lessons at the Corona airport.
0: Pretty soon, it was time for him to take his check ride to see if he could get his pilot's license and start flying alone.
1: On the day of his test, the only plane available was a small Cessna 150. When he and the instructor saw each other, they knew it was going to be a problem.
3: Mr. Eubanks, how much do you weigh? Sir, I weigh about 240, sir. Uh... I weigh about 290 myself. I don't think this plane's going to be able to carry both of us unless we get some weight out of it. Do we have to wait? No. I think if we drain some gas, we can still fly it.
1: So, I kid you not, they had to drain 30 gallons of gas just to be able to take off.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Sounds like a Three Stooges routine to me.
1: And I bet it looked like one. Well, Billy passed his check ride, but on the written test, he had a little more trouble.
0: Right. On the written test, you had to score at least a 70 to pass. The first time he took it, he only made a 51. Wow. The second time, he did a little better, scoring a sixty-three.
1: Making progress.
0: Finally, on his third try, he made a seventy.
4: Here you are, Billy. Your official pilot's license.
3: Wow! Now I can fly on my own!
1: The thing is, as you could have probably guessed from his test scores, Billy was never a very good pilot and he was an even worse navigator, often getting lost while he was flying.
0: After getting his pilot's license, he took Janet out flying.
1: They took off from Long Beach and spent the day flying. It was a beautiful day with clear blue skies and they were having a great time.
0: Then. Billy decided to let Janet fly for a while.
3: Baby, do you wanna fly the airplane?
4: Oh yes, here, let me reach under the seat and adjust it first.
0: But as she was pulling her seat forward, she accidentally grabbed the yoke or steering wheel with her other hand and pulled it back. This made the plane pitch straight up.
3: Ah, What are you doing?! It's okay, I got it! I got it! Billy
1: was able to level the plane out, and he finally got it flying straight again.
3: (sighs) Okay. It's it's good now. Alright, you ready to fly?
4: No! I don't ever want to fly again! I want to get back on the ground. But, sweetie- Right now!
0: but that was it for janet she didn't want to fly with billy anymore after that
1: okay one last thing before we stop for the day billy started corresponding with a preacher in south carolina who was also a pilot he would fly close to cuba and drop off spanish gospel tracks sealed in plastic bottles he'd drop them into the water so that they would float to the shore in hopes that some lost soul in this atheist communist country would find one, read it, and be born again.
0: Billy was even able to go along on one of these flights.
2: Now Billy, we are just off, we are just off the coast of Cuba. Now start throwing those tracks, those bottles of tracks out the door right now.
3: Okay, preacher.
0: So Billy did his job and started tossing the bottles of gospel tracks out of the airplane. But he kept looking around, expecting and way back in the back of his mind, half hoping that a Russian-made MiG fighter plane piloted by the Cuban Air Force would come and shoot them down at any
4: minute.
3: Okay, Preacher, they're all out. Roger that headed for home.
1: Billy was scared, even terrified of being shot down. But at the same time, he kind of hoped it would happen. He thought,
3: Maybe this is the way I can die for the Lord. Billy was enjoying
0: working in the rescue mission, and he was excited to get to help drop the gospel tracks over Cuba. But... In the back of his mind, he was always thinking about dropping tracks over the Vatican in Rome.
1: And that is what we will be talking about next week.
2: Romans chapter 7, verses 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin.